Hello there. I'm going to be taking us through the book, um, The Big Leap, today. Uh, Big Leap, sorry I've inverted it. I'm doing this on Facebook Live uh, for what it's worth. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, a book I was very happy to come across a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> it is probably not when you when you come to the last day of your life, it's probably not going to be the book that you um, that you'll lie there thinking, "I remember reading that book." But it, I really do believe, it is one of the most important books that you could read, and I'm hoping to I'm hoping to convey that. It's a simple book, um, a light book, um, and I'll talk a minute about Gay Hendricks himself, the author. Even of the books that he's written, and he's written quite a few. It's probably not even his most famous one. Uh, I was actually surprised when just uh, revisiting him, shall we say, just to see how many books he has written and what an, what an amazing career he's had. So just briefly, the author, Gay Hendricks, or maybe I should say Dr. Gay Hendricks, Dr. Gay Hendricks, um, he, he is probably as famous for, as known, for his work on conscious breathing, his work on relationships, and if I'm going to talk about him, I should really mention equally his wife, Kathleen. Um, they've been uh, uh, married for, I don't know, 40 years or so, and she's very much an equal part of his work. He used to be a full professor at the University of Colorado in the counseling, uh, counseling psychology department. That's right. And so, like a lot of people like him, the uh, this... Um, the, the body of work that really was his to do has, has flourished since then, since that, since that time. And he set up the Hendrix Institute and all of that. He's written many books, um, traveled the world, still does. In fact, I was thinking, <laughs> compared to a lot of the authors that I've, of books I've covered in the last few weeks, he's still alive. <laughs> you can still go see him. Um, I'll talk about this at the end too, but he was... He was maybe, he was probably the author that I realized if I'm gonna read a book and I wanna get the most of it, I need to listen, in, listen to him talk live as well. Maybe not live in person, but uh, I, was, I was astonished how much more animated he is in his live lectures uh, than his audiobook. I know me wrong, in the audiobook, and I have, I, I, have, um, I have listened to it, he's got a beautifully gentle, uh, almost raspy voice, um, very pleasant to listen to, conveys experience and so on. Uh, but in his in his in his lectures and his maybe after dinner talks, very lively, very animated, and you definitely get something else from from that. Um, I know I, I know I'm going off subject here, but but uh, if you want to get the most out of a book. Uh, there's something to be said for listening to the author speak because uh, a frequency of the energy that created the book in the first place carries through their, uh, their voice and their words. Okay, right, The Big Leap. The Big Leap is about, uh, the essence of The Big Leap is about our upper limit, our upper limit that maybe we don't even know is there. It's a barrier to uh, uh, maybe a greater, um, more expanded, evolved part of ourself that's supposed to express in this lifetime. Um, the essence of the book is about increasing how good we feel uh, for, for a longer time. So the, 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 the amount of good we feel and for the length of time that we can feel it for longer. For longer. Okay, uh, 
There are, this book is full of examples of people that have touched their upper limit and then plummeted down again, okay? So, so uh, we got people like Bill Clinton, of course, former president. He, he, talks about, he talks about Bill Clinton walking around the White House when he was younger. Um, I've just seen someone's asked about readings. I will not be doing readings today. I will be doing them on Monday, okay? Uh, on Monday, please, please show up at seven o'clock if you would like. Okay, Bill Clinton, who toured the White House when he was in his 20s or 30s and said, I will be president and of course became president and cre then created a, uh, what should we call it, a sabotage? in his life and, and, and then something to rebound from. Gay Hendricks talks about John Belushi, talks about lottery winners, lottery winners, people that win the lottery and then cannot handle, cannot handle, um, cannot handle that amount of money and then sabotage themselves. So people like this in situations like this. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot of fours in this book and the first four he talks about is the four zones of experience that we generally exist in. So first of all, we don't worry about writing this down, you'll get the gist of it, okay? We got the zone, the first one, the zone of incompetence, um, where we do things that we are really no good at. Then we've got the zone of competence, we do the, where we're doing things which we're okay, but not that great at as well. Then we've got the zone of, uh, the zone of, the zone of excellence above that. And this is an interesting area because it's seductive. His words, seductive. Um, the zone of excellence where we are doing things that we're very good at, perhaps better than other people at, and because of that there's a very quiet comfort in there. There's a quiet comfort in there and we can stay in there, we can keep ourselves in it. Above that is the zone of genius, and this book is about leading us into that. The zone of genius which we excel at, which we are doing when we're doing things we are meant to do, okay? You know there's a difference between being good at something and being great at something. And this book is about getting us to be great, getting us to be great. I'll say again, this is a simple book. This is, simple. This is not deep psychology, it's not hard science. And yet, and yet, there are some things in here that could, that could unlock something uh, enormous for you. If those are the four zones. Then we've got these four false beliefs. These four false beliefs, um, and this is about sort of dismantling the problem here. And this is probably worth listening to, okay? False beliefs that when we're reaching, our, reaching a, uh, a new zenith uh, for ourselves, these, one of these, or some of these false beliefs can kind of pull us down again, okay? So, one of them is feeling that we are fundamentally flawed. Fundamentally flawed. I know I've had that in my life, feeling fundamentally flawed. Secondly, the second one is, this, the second belief is uh, surrounding disloyalty and abandonment. Maybe a fear of, a fear of one or both of those. The third of those, the third one is the false belief that more success will be more of a burden, okay? And the fourth one is, in his words, the crime of outshining. The crime of outshining, okay? So he, there's a, um, I'm not going to get fully into it, but there's a very touching example 
um, of someone who had issues for like 40 years of his life because subconsciously he did not want to or he felt guilty about outshining his sister who had, who had, who had died, who had passed on. Uh, so these are, um, uh, these, these, are, these are very deep and very entrenched. He then gets on to how to spot the problem, right? Um, how to spot the problem. And uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of summarizing this in the hope that you will maybe... <laughs> just, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> I just threw it over there. Uh, entertaining. In the hope that you will pick it up and not throw it across the room. Um, and that some of what I'm saying will be in your mind and, uh, and open this up for you. So, then he gets on to how to spot the problems in your life. Because that's the, that's the art, isn't it? That's the art, isn't it? If you're waiting until you have a problem, it's too late. We want to be able to, to spot when it begins to become a problem. So, let's see if any of these land for you, okay? We've got worry. Um, excessive worrying, circulating, circular worrying. We've got criticism and shame, whichever it is, the feeling of shame or the act of criticism. We've got deflection, <laughs> and I'm a Brit, and we are we are we are masters at this at deflecting. Um, we get a compliment, and we say, "Oh no, no, no! It was nothing. It was deflection." Um, squabbling is one of them. Um, uh, getting hurt or getting sick. The other day I, I, I pulled my neck out, couldn't turn to the right. And that was in a way my own, um, my own spirit saying, you need to stop, you need to stop, you need to slow down, you need to slow down. Um, so then let's just add to this, we've got another set of behaviors which are out of um, where we are we're going against ourselves. We're going against our integrity. We're going against our feelings. We're going against our significant truths. And these, these will, our, our divine intelligence will then pull us back. He, going back to Bill Clinton for a minute there, he talks about, um, the, the author talks about seeing Bill Clinton on, on, uh, on television when he, was, when he was being interviewed about his conduct and he said, I did not do that. I did not do that. And Gay Hendricks knew he was lying. He knew he was lying. And, 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 and had a gut feel of what was about to happen there. And so it's really, it's really important if we want to get to our heights, it's really important, uh, it's really important not to be going against our, going against our feelings, our intuition, certainly for, 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 for too long. I understand we do that to a point, okay? So, this is where it gets, um, this is where it gets, uh, this is where it gets a bit more interesting. Because he's talked about what the problem is. He's talked about where, where we can trip ourselves up, okay? All of that, he's talked about it. So, then, then the next part of the book is about getting into that genius part of ourselves, into the genius part. And so, here's some questions. Here's some questions that he encourages us to ask ourselves, or he would he would encourage you to ask yourself. Okay, and you'll say uh, one question is what do you what do you love? What do you love? What do you absolutely love? Um, when when is work not like work? Okay, and an intrinsic part of this is whether you love something or you really enjoy part of your work. How long can you do that without getting bored? Which of those can you do without getting bored? 
okay? Because that's a clue to a vast degree of energy that you're tapped into when you do those things. What brings you the most satisfaction? What is your most unique ability? Like these are the pathways to it. The pathways away from it, not that it says it, but the pathways away from it are what do you think you're supposed to do? What do you, what, what do you, what do you have to do? <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's, that's the sort of thing that pulls us, pulls us into, down into excellence and down into competence, okay? In terms of articulating these and, 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 and uh, as it were, practicing it, making it happen, right? Um, he says, um, I'm at uh, um, questions to ask yourself. Let me just get this out, sorry. Questions to ask yourself are, I am, I am at my best when I am, and then you fill in, you fill in, the, uh, you fill in the, uh, the blank there. I am at my best when, I could say I'm at my best when I'm doing music, right? When I'm at my best when I'm such and such. Um, and when I'm at my best, I'm getting a bit tripped up here. <laughs> um, the thing I love about being at my best is, okay? So we've got, we've got a sense of uh, an action and we've got a sense of how we feel when we're at that action. And this is sort of the pathways up and into it, up and into access, um, accessing that. Um, he's got a, he's got what he calls an ultimate success mantra. And the first time I came across this, and I'm going to be honest with you, the first time I came across this, I rolled my eyes because I was, I was a little tired at that time of um, mantras, of affirmations, of say this and this will happen. But, but, I must say I liked this one. I'm just going to read it out to you. I'm going to just read it out to you and just see how this lands for you. The, the, his, his, um, his ultimate success mantra is, I expand in abundance, success and love as I inspire others around me to do the same. I'm just going to say that again, okay? I expand in abundance, success and love as I inspire others to do the same. So, there's a couple of keys in there. One is the word expand. Uh, the other is the inclusion of other people. So you notice that it's not about getting something. It's about expanding. And when you're expanding, there isn't a limit there. There isn't, there isn't a, now you're done. Um, the word inspire, if, if, if this wasn't, uh, if this, if, just in case you're hearing this for the first time, the word inspire is derived from being inspirited. It's about having spirit in you, and I don't mean channeling, I mean, I mean vitality, vivacity, um, uh, joie de vivre, all these things. And so you're inspired when you're expanding and you're inspiring other people to do, to do the same. It's, it's, a, it's, a, uh, uh, it's, it's a unified process. Um, I expand in abundance, success, and love as I inspire others around me to do the same. And so I've got to say I quite like that. I quite like that. I can say it without expectation. I can say it, and it feels it feels good when I do. Okay. Okay. So at this point in the book, when I got to this point in the book, I was like, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I get it. Um, I've enjoyed it. It didn't. 
it pushed me enough but not too much and uh, I'm happy. And then the book takes, the book goes, goes, goes somewhere I was not expecting. It was a bit like when I watched uh, the second Batman movie, The Dark Knight, and uh, he's dealt with the Joker and you think that's the end of the movie and then there's this whole scene, whole bunch of scenes with Two-Face in it and uh, and uh, it sort of shakes your, shakes, well for me it shook my comprehension of what a movie should do. I was like, it is, it, I'm like, I'm watching another movie here kind of thing. Anyway, anyway, so then he gets into our relationship with time, time, and and I've got to say, I didn't see that coming. Time. So he talks about, and this really landed for me, he, he talks about this feeling of always being rushed, always feeling like you don't have enough time. Okay, And he draws a distinction between a Newtonian relationship with time and an Einstein or Einsteinian uh, relationship with time. With, with the Newtonian one, you know, you're on the clock. You run out of, you, you, you've got, you've got, you, you, it's all about the minutes in the, minutes in the hour, the hours in the day, the days in a week, and that's it. With Einsteinian time, you are time. Time is you, and it's your time. And he, so he's, he is encouraging you to expand, to expand around time and make time belong to you rather than you belong to time. And I love that. I love that. Absolutely love that. And that's something I forget to play with. I forget to play with. That uh, it's, it, it's, well, I'm about to get, I, I don't want to get down a rabbit hole of <clears throat> relativity and time here, but I want to say just play with that. Play with that, okay? Play with that. It was a, um, <clears throat> it was quite a gem to discover in a book I was not ex expecting to find it in. Then he gets onto the subject of relationships, which again I wasn't expecting a a, um, a discourse a discourse about. He doesn't get he doesn't get super into this. Suffice to say that a relationship can be your relationship with with your significant other is an area where you can either gain a lot of energy or lose a lot of energy. And so he references a a study done by. Kuba and Haroff, I'm probably I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, and where they where they um, interviewed and surveyed uh, many many different people, many different relationships, okay, and found that 80% of them could be well. Let me just back up a bit. 20% of them very uh, actually you know very uh, happy couples and, and and no no issues there and and so on. <laughs> the remaining 80%, <laughs> the remaining 80% of these couples fell into one of three categories, okay? Either a either devitalized, which I think speaks for itself, um, or passive congenial, which I think also speaks for itself. I, 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 I don't want to just parrot the book to you here, okay? Or the conflict habituated. So we've either got in it, we've either got a relationship that doesn't have much energy in it. We've got one where um, both are just, as it were, surrendered to surrendered to the experience, or one where both are um, it's there's it's it's animated by friction and abrasion, okay? And so uh, and so he does mention that. Um, 
when when you when when you're in a dynamic where there is projection, that is basically a power struggle where one is one is trying to one is trying to win a reality over the other, and that is a tremendous drain of energy. That's the relevance here. It's interesting. It's very interesting stuff. Okay. So I got to the end of the book, thinking I'm at the end of the book now, and I've had a couple of surprises and. Um, I've learned I've learned a few interesting things here. And I hope you have. And then, and then, he says he says he says some of the most beautiful things I've. He says some of the most beautiful things I think I've ever heard an author say. One of them he's quoting Marcus Aurelius, and he says, uh, if I'm paraphrasing, he's saying we're part of the whole, and we're governed by nature. So we cannot be disconnected because we simply are connected. We cannot, I cannot feel disconnected because I am connected. Now that's a quote. There he's quoting Marcus Aurelius. And then he goes on to say, then he goes on to share this story. So Gay Hendricks, he's, um, he never knew his, his, he never knew his real father. His real father died, I think, when Gay Hendricks was a couple of months old. So he never knew his real father. And, and so one day, and I think this is in the South somewhere, uh, he's five years old, he's five years old, and it's, he's been learning at church about the Son of God, Jesus, right? And, and so he goes for a walk by himself in the garden, mid-afternoon after lunch, and he starts looking up at the trees, up, through, up, at, the, up at the sky through the trees. And, and he's... Uh, <laughs> Let me get this right. And he says something like this. He says, he says, I wonder if my father is up there, because he's never known his father. And if my father is up there with God, then maybe I am the son of God as well. And if I am not Jesus, but this, but since he didn't know his father and his father's up there and God's up there, he's making these connections. And if I'm the son of God, then we all are the children of God. And if we're all the children of God, then everything is connected. And I'm sorry, I've totally mangled this story, but he's five years old when he came to that conclusion, which just, which just stopped me in my tracks when I read that. And I found that, I found that beautiful because everything I've said up until this point is information unless unless you can unless you can plug in that point of connection if you can get to if you can get to all things are in some way connected and i believe that enough then the big leap past the upper limit is possible and he says our our our, our upper limit is always shifting as well because our spirits are always growing and so he, he doesn't even say that until the appendix, like the last couple of pages of the book. So I was, uh, I was very touched by that. I was really very, very touched by that. So that is, um, that's The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I really recommend it. I really recommend it. It's not got all the answers to every question, yet I do believe all of us, I think you probably agree with me, all of us have that genius in us. We've all got that genius in us, a total unique genius, 
in us, as part of us, that I don't even say, want to say wants to express, needs to express. It's our responsibility as a human and a spirit to, to find that, to find that as best as possible, to follow that as best as possible. And this is a very clear and simple and coherent exploration of that. Um, I, if you're going to, if you're going to, um, if you're going to read it, or if you, if you want to get the audiobook, listen to his live lectures as well. Very animated, um, brings in different stories, different um, uh, different computations of that. There's all the breath work he does, and all the work that he and his wife do on relationships as well. Um, so that is the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and uh, I will say, uh, I will say, um, I'll say thank you and God bless. <laughs>